So real quick, before we dive into the show, I wanted to share that I'm working on my social media presence by focusing on Instagram and LinkedIn. Definitely still learning the LinkedIn game, but it's actually a lot more enjoyable and I can say it's pretty fun. But I can tell you what I love the most is connecting and learning from other like-minded professionals. So if we aren't connected on either platform, I would love to learn more about you and connect together. Go ahead, shoot me a DM, follow me, tag me. Let's connect. Let's have some fun elevating our health while we are building our wealth. Welcome to the Business of Being Healthy, where we are passionate about treating our health as good as we treat our wealth. Shelly Bryan here, and I am obsessed with sharing real-life experiences and wisdom to help save you time, heartache, and money as you continue to grow personally and professionally. Twice a week, we push aside that BS to take massive intentional action. And I promise by tuning in, you will receive the straightforward talk you've been waiting for, filled with actionable steps that will inspire you to achieve the health and wealth you desire while you are building your empire. Welcome back to another episode here on the Business of Being Healthy. I am having a little bit of fun with today's episode because I'm just thinking, right, as we are scaling our construction company, um, just conversations I'm having with fellow business owners and entrepreneurs, it's just funny sometimes when you look back and you're like, man, I wish I would have known. And this is part of the show here is that I love redistributing that knowledge that we have now. Like, And that's where today's episode comes from, is like, these are five things that I would have loved someone to tell me. So I am telling my 33-year-old self these five things. And I thought that it would be great to share it with you. Maybe you get a chuckle, or maybe it's something that will help you, that you were like, dang, I wish I knew that. So these are going to be real quick, and I'm going to give you some examples. Real world, you know, that's how I keep it here. But the first one is, they really don't care. Truly, when we think about, and I think social media is really pushing this, um, and it's everyone's a little bit personal. Some people like don't give an F and they just go for it, almost to like an extreme of don't give an F. Um, but I think about it, me in the gym. And when I say like, people really don't care, post the video. People really don't care what you're doing. You know why? Two things. One, you're not that special. And two, they have enough stuff going on in their lives that they don't have the capacity oftentimes to be worrying about you, okay? So in the gym, just so you guys know, I know in the gym can be like scary sometimes. It's new, I get it, I was there too. And it's like, oh, they're looking at me. Oh, I'm doing it wrong. Oh, this, oh, that. For me, and this is when I say, you don't know what's going through someone else's mind. For me, as you know, I'm blind in my left eye. What that means is that I really have to focus on the left side of my body to actually get the muscles to fire. It's not just like natural like it is on my right side. So I am spending so much time focusing on what I'm doing. I can't pay attention to what all y'all are doing in the gym. It is what it is. And so 
I wish that like that 33 year old self of mine, when I was so worried climbing the corporate ladder, like if I say this wrong, oh, I better like it used to take me 30 minutes to craft an email because I would think so far down the line. Now, some of that skill is good. I will say that. And those corporate dropouts or those corporate listeners now, like you can probably side with me. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't offend this person. I can't say it this way because then they're going to know this person did it wrong. Like you have to like think about all this stuff. But really at the end of the day, and especially once you get into like business ownership, entrepreneurship, trying to like launch your personal brand, all of that is like people have so much going on in their own lives. They really just don't care that much to like judge you. And I'm going to carry on more with that. But you also have to keep in mind that the people that would be making fun of you or would say something snide or say something rude about you, those aren't the people you want in your circle anyway. Do you really even care what they think about you? The people that you're trying to become, the people that you are leveling up to become, that person that can do that thing, build that business, help those people, those people aren't spending any time worrying about what you're doing. They're so focused on what they're doing and the people that they can help. I think that's a good thing I wish someone would have told me earlier. So number two is to stop playing finite games. Play infinite games. So let me elaborate on this a little bit. So number one, that comes with health. You know, here on the business of being healthy, we're going to talk about both things. And so here's where that comes in. Is playing finite games with your health is like, I have 10 pounds to lose. I have to lose that 10 pounds. So most people will, you know, do whatever various diet, whatever various exercise, meet that goal. And then what? It's a finite game. You had a specific time frame. You had a specific weight drop. You had a specific diet you were doing, your specific exercise routine, specific amount of money you were spending. Like all of these things are finite. They have an endpoint. We need to transition health to infinite. That is why I will say that is the one thing over the last 12 years I have learned about you know, really biohacking health, leveraging your health for your wellness and your, and your wealth is play that infinite game. So it's not necessarily the number on the scale that drives me. It's the feeling. It's the things that I do day in and day out, the non-negotiables that I know will lead me to my higher self when it comes to my health. There is no end point until the end. So that is what I'm talking about with finite versus infinite. Let's talk about wealth creation. Wealth creation, right? So it's like if you're like, okay, uh, I want to hit, I hear this all the time on social media. It drives me a little bit crazy. Um, All the, I had $10,000 a month or you got to get to, you're making $50,000 a month or $100,000 a month. And it's like, where does it, like, it's like when you hit that, then what? When you're like, I want to service X amount of people or, or I want to hit this milestone, then what? We have to be careful when we're setting goals that have a finite end that almost when you're approaching the goal, the goal needs, if you're a goal setter, and I get it because I am too, that you have like that next level of goal to get to. So you can't ever really hit it. 
Now, some might argue against me, and that's fine, is that like, you know, well, then when is good a good good enough? My thing is, is that when you play finite games, you limit your abilities. That not only includes your earning potential, it also includes the way that you solve problems because you are just thinking about solving problems to get to that one level. If you get start moving that way and you're approaching it, move it out. Now I need new problems to solve to be able to go. I need new levels of wealth to create. That's what I'm talking about with creating an infinite mindset. If you find yourself, here's a, here's a key. If you find yourself saying, I'll do it when, in either business, health, family, relationships, any area of life, if you're like, I'll do it when, you're playing a finite game. That's when you have to watch what you're saying and watch and understand how you are thinking about the game that you're playing right now. So number three is to remove the word should from your vocabulary. It's so funny. I even find myself doing this now. Oh, like I should go work out today. I should go, uh, you know, meet with this person. I should reach out to this person. When you say should, it's like immediately, like I'm like, should you? Really? Like, are you, are you sure? I, I don't know. The word should is just one of those words that you gotta eliminate out. I wish someone would have told me that because part of removing should out of it is removing a lot of guilt and a lot of shame from what you're doing. Think about it. If you're like, oh, I shouldn't be eating this, that's a guilt. That's a guilt comment right there on yourself. That's you're beating yourself up right now. Should, it's either you do or you don't, or you could. I could go do this if I want to feel like this. I could go do this if I want to reach this promotion at my job. But when you're like, oh, I should go meet with this person. I should, 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 should get rid of it. That word doesn't serve. It really doesn't serve anybody as far as I'm concerned. Again, this is my opinion here on the show, but the word should does not serve you. And if you find yourself saying that question, should you really? That's one thing that I've been able to, to recently start training myself on because that word should is not serving me and I will no longer use it. So I wish I knew that 10 years ago. So number four, this has been a hard one. I've talked about it on other podcasts, either where I've been interviewed or I have interviewed other people and it's to ask for help more often. It's so funny. And I think this is part of it comes back to like that achievers mindset. The high achievers mindset is like, go, go, go. I can do this. I'm strong. I'm capable. Absolutely. That is all true. But that doesn't mean that you have to do it by yourself. And really at the end of the day, do you win a medal for doing it by yourself? What is really the benefit of doing it by yourself? You don't get to, you're going to celebrate by yourself. No, you want to do it with someone else. And really, like, is that a struggle that's worth it? Doing it by yourself and saying that you did it by yourself without help, is that the struggle that you really want? Be fast, learn from others, raise your hand and ask for help. And whether that's in your business, whether that's in your health, whether that's in your mental health, asking for help is actually, I see it now. 10 years ago, my 33-year-old self, I did not see it this way. I saw it as a weakness asking for help. I can tell you now, 10 years later, 
lots of valleys I've been through, lots of gray hair. I can tell you that asking for help is probably one of the most significant signs of strength and bravery that I think more people would benefit from doing. And get it. I get it. It can be scary asking for help. I remember, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I was like too scared. I I thought I would be seen as weak. But then I started thinking, it's almost scarier wasting the time. It's almost scarier doing it by myself. It's almost scarier making the mistake and learning from it rather than learning from someone else, maybe missing that mistake and making a different one but I've saved a significant amount of time. And so when you ask for help, you learn faster, you avoid potential pitfalls, you partner with somebody, you are strong and brave. And that is something that I am definitely instilling in my kids right now is asking for help. Now, of course, like you gotta do stuff on your own, right? but you don't have to do it all on your own. And so try it, raise your hand. Now, number five to round it out here is probably one of the most important things that I wish I knew at 33. And that was to seek to help others first. Is if you help them first, it always comes back around. And I shared a little bit about this um, on a previous episode. Honestly, I should probably have the number right now to be able to rattle it off to you. That being said, is that mindset of scarcity versus abundance. Is that I always, growing up, and then in some of my sales career, riding horses, it was always that zero sum. Someone else had to lose in order for me to win. If I lost, that means someone else won, right? It's that mindset. But when you seek to help someone first, it always comes back. And so I walk into a room now, instead of saying like, man, what can I get from this room? Who am I gonna get to be able to do business with? Who am I gonna be able to get, right? Like, it's all about me. I'm like, who can I help? I wonder who I'm gonna meet today that I can connect with another connection. I'm wondering how I might be able to serve someday, or someone today that, I can save them a hell of a lot of time and heartache based upon an experience that I already had. So I am all about giving, giving, giving. It's not getting. And that's the thing, is that the getting always comes when you give. Now, one of the ways to really seek and help others first, and I, this is a skill that I've honed because I was in sales for so long, is listening. So often we want to like talk and lead the conversation and, and you know see what we can get from it. But if you sit and really listen to people, you will pick up, because there's sometimes a facade on what they say they need, but there's an underlying few words, there's an underlying tone that you can catch and you're like, I know I can help this person. So working on those listening skills can be so powerful when you seek to help others first. And I want to, you know, um, share something here as we kind of close it out because I hear a lot of very powerful people. And by powerful, I say like influence, successful, what have you. And they say the term, like, 
I get it from their perspective when they're like, you know, when other people say, can I pick your brain, right? It's annoying to them. And in no way am I saying that you, sh- you should, here's the word should, you should help them, right? Based upon the question that they ask, that you have to help them and give to them. But maybe it's helping them see your perspective. Maybe it's helping them rephrase that question so next time they ask it to someone of influence to them that they aspire to be, that they ask it in a way that actually benefits everybody. So even when you feel like you like people want to pick my brain, they want to take all my stuff, and I know I've heard some very interesting things on social media about it lately, is like, that's fine if you don't want to like share what's in your brain. That's fine but help them understand how to rephrase that question. Again, that brings it back in seeking to help others first, no matter what level you're at. So I hope that you love this episode. It's got me a little fired up. I think you can hear it in my voice, but these are five things that I would have told my 33-year-old self, which if you caught it, that was 10 years ago. So if I would have had these, I could only imagine how much farther I would be ahead That being said, I'm paying it forward now. So if you found value in this, right? If this solved the problem, if you had an aha moment, if you're trying to help someone on your team learn some of these skills, share it. Share this episode, tag it. That's how we're getting it out. Um, This this podcast is 100% organic. So everything that you do is so, so powerful and meaningful to me. So thank you very much. And last but not least, remember, Here on the show, we are in the business of being healthy.